you for joining me. I hope you're well. I hope all is good with you. Um, if you're joining this podcast for the first time, welcome on board. If you are a committed listener, thank you for staying on this journey and um, and for spending this time with me and us together. Um, today, I feel led to just muse about love and the power of love. You know, I always introduce this um, podcast as um, a podcast that meditates on faith, life, and love. <laughs> you know, music with Jesus, and I talk about faith a lot. I talk about life a lot, but I, I think I don't talk about love as much. So today, I I really want to just think about the power of love. And Jesus said so much about love. And you know, I, I, I muse a lot on these musings. God uses this podcast and all these episodes to remind me of so many things that I have forgotten and I think that as a body of Christ collective we have forgotten as well because I mean in my country Nigeria there's so many people preaching at everybody time you put on the channels you know I put on a YouTube watcher I used to join YouTube I have a whole playlist of you know um, people who are speaking preaching on the gospel and things like that you know you would hear people talking about next level talking about how to get blessings how to get your miracles how you know hardly before you hear anybody preaching about love anymore hardly it is all about what we want to get from god and in fact as i i was just saying these words because this morning I woke up, I was like, God, I don't really know what I'm going to record this morning. But I, I felt I missed out yesterday's episode. I have to do this today. And I said, before my day kicks in, let me just do this. And it was like, I remembered a conversation I'd had with a sister a couple of, I think, weeks ago. And we, we you know, she, she's just set up this shelter for um, women who are, who are going through domestic violence she opened up her doors and honestly the request just started coming in and there was such a great need out there and she was telling me about a page someone who came in for just three weeks into the shelter and the difference between how they were when they came in and how she was when she left was like light and day and you know she sent it she she sent we had the conversation and i said to her you know what love never fails when i looked at you know what i could see was that this the difference between someone who had been starved of love and who had been cruelly treated and someone who had experienced love it 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 it, it just did something to that person so jesus spoke a lot about love and you know like i mused in my last musing um, which was um, rightly dividing the word of truth to um, last episode we, we talk a lot about Jesus performing miracles, walking on water. We forget that Jesus was first and foremost a teacher of the world. Majority of his time actually on earth was teaching the word of God. And that's why we have a Bible. The book of Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, those four accounts were accounts of Jesus' teachings. They were things he said. And even at the end of, I think it was the book of Revelation, John writing said that if you if you was to write everything that jesus said and did while he was on earth that all the books in the world do not contain it so what we have in the bible is a condensed version of the things that god thinks is most important for us to have as christians 
victoriously on this earth and to show forth his light and to be the salt of the earth and the light of the world. We also know that there are books in heaven, so I mean definitely we know that there is so much more. But the word of God as it is revealed to us on earth is sufficient for our use. We do not need anything more. But we do not need anything less either. And I think the problem is that many of us have been settling for less than the word of God. And and that less, this is one of those cases where less is not more. With spiritual things, less is not more. So God, Jesus preaches a lot about love. He says that by love shall we, that shall all men know that we are his disciples. So when you now see us as Christians following a gospel in quote that is motivated by self-love, self-actualization. In fact, 80% of our Christianity right now, if not 90% or 100%, is about self-progress. Where do we find that in the Bible? God talks about denying myself. God talks about, you know, the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, um, he talks about blessing us, but he also talks, he says, after you have forsaken things for the sake of the gospel, that is when you get the hundredfold. The hundredfold is, 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 is an incidental <laughs> blessing. You know what I'm saying? It's not something you sit down and you ask God for. Rather, what Jesus said was, take no thought for yourself what you will eat and your drink that your father knows that you have need of these things but seek ye first the kingdom and its righteousness and all these things shall be added so what he's telling you and I what he's telling us is that we should not be focused on hustling for the things that we need Tell your father the same father that fills the, feeds the lilies of the field and the sparrows of the, of the sky he knows what you have need of And again, I'm not saying, I don't believe that what Jesus is saying there is that we should not pray for our needs. No. What he's saying is that do not let that be the central focus of your life. Because if it is, what will then happen is that anybody that can give you those material needs, you will follow that person. You will definitely fall. I, you and I will definitely fall into the snare of the fowler if it becomes clear to him. That, we, that the most important thing for us on earth is our material needs. And I do I do get it. You know, I live in a society, my society, Nigeria, we believe that money is everything. So in Nigeria, it's important. What I'm saying now, does nobody will nobody will ever agree with you. But but and sometimes I've also checked it myself that is it is this really right? You know, what's really going on there? Because Understanding what's right, what's wrong is so difficult now because there are the kind of behaviors that people see now as normal. I sometimes I ask myself, are we in the reign of the Antichrist? Has the rapture happened and I missed the train or something? You know, was I not at the station when the train rapture train came? Because it's almost like we are, we are currently in the reign of the Antichrist. That's the way I feel. Because even in faith circles, the misbehavior that has been normalized is, is, is amazing. And I'm not even talking about sexual immorality. That's not, I don't, you see those things, um, problems of the flesh, I don't, if you notice on this podcast, I hardly ever talk about it because I believe that 
these are things that people will deal with in their own way in their own time at their own pace and because i honestly think that um, fleshly problems are actually minor the problem that i believe is more dangerous now is sins of the heart wickedness cruelty selfishness materialism false worship false doctrine witchcraft hatred strife envy false witness lies those are the things that are really turning the world upside down and creating a very unjust society the bible says he that committed fornication sins against his own body do you understand it's a sin against your body it is also true if you are involved in adultery it's a sin against your body it causes disruption in the home in the family it may have some repercussions on society but it's not an immediate thing but the things that kill a society murder hatred lies theft dishonesty false witness in fact the spirit of false witness in 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 my country nigeria is at at this moment people just get picked up on trumped up charges you somebody so bizarre you happen to be at the wrong place at the wrong time you'll be picked up and charged with a crime you did not commit and spend the rest of your life trying to prove your innocence that is the most evil 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 things so what the world is lacking more than anything in fact before we even talk about signs and wonders laying hands on the sick what we are lacking is love there's no compassion there's no empathy so when so when jesus says by this shall all you all men know that you are my disciples in nigeria today if the body of christ if i was showing love then people will know that I'm different. In fact, I'm, I've now realized that that is the greatest differentiator I can have as a Christian is to show love. Because now nobody, everybody's watching out for themselves. I mean, we're in hundred percent survival mode. Nobody, not even, um, not even careful survivor, careless survivor. In Nigeria, it has become like dog eat dog. Thank God for the few people who are still holding true to the values of of life and the values of God. And still retaining themselves the fear of God because many people are not whereas our churches are full our religious you know mosques everything they are full the most religious country on the planet yet the most unjust yes the most with the, the one of the most cruel leadership a society that cares not does not protect its innocent does not protect its young children in Nigeria have no rights no rights so love never fails I want to just read some of the scriptures because I think I think God has just helped me answer a question that I've had in my heart because I've always been thinking about how can I be the light of the world how can I be the salt of the earth what I need to do and I think many times we're focused on the big you know those things that look very flashy like oh how do I raise the dead for Christ you know do signs and wonders all of that is good but the Bible says that even if I have faith to move all mountains and I speak in tongues and I have whatever to do this and I give I am very charitable in fact I'm going to read those scriptures and I have that love it's a 
says i am nothing i'm going to read those scriptures i will read the one where jesus talks about love your brother every three scriptures i read about love and i think that will just end it for us so if you as a christian are wondering how you can be better in your christian work is to give yourself over to the love of god and i think maybe what i'm going to be doing is start meditating on love just like many years ago some months ago i did a series on the soul maybe now is the time for me to muse on love for a while because there's so many scriptures i can't do it in one music it's important to remind myself again like i said this podcast is all about going back to the basics going back to first principles of christianity because i have seen that we have departed from it we've followed a gospel that does not have is doesn't have its roots in foundation and scriptural principles that's just the truth it's just the truth and I, I've, I've talked about this in previous podcasts so i'm not going to go into that now so let me just look for two or three of those scriptures that talk about love and i will read that and i'll close from there thank you for listening just stay tuned by reading um, John 13 verse 34 where Jesus said you should love one another it's, and I read it says a new commandment I give to you love one another as I have loved you so you also must love one another by this everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another so he said it's a new commandment love one another love one another and he says he's talking there about and love with to the brethren he says by this all men shall know that we are his disciples when we show love we also read other scriptures that shows that it's not just love to um you know people who are in the household of faith there is a special love that he expects us to demonstrate to people who are in the household of faith but he expects us to walk in love generally and there are so many scriptures that talk about this as well um so first john 3 verse 14 this is john speaking he says we know that we have passed from death to life because we love our brothers the one who does not love remains in death um first john 4 20 says if anyone says i love god but hates his brother he's a liar for anyone who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love god whom he has not seen that phrase brother there is more or less referring to anybody brotherhood in humanity so anybody who hates another human being you cannot love god he says you cannot say you love god who you have not seen and say that you hate a human being who you see because at the end of the day god created man in his image and in his likeness so it's not possible it's not possible and this is where christianity is different from some other religions that i will not mention that actually thrive you know that give the you know it's, it's permitted to hate your enemy it's, it's not it's not um, in christianity it's not permitted and i will read what jesus had to say about that as well so i was i've opened matthew 5 which is where jesus preached about the the beatitudes and all those in the way he was says blessed are these blessed are that um the verse i want to read here is actually in verse 44 but i will start from verse 38 because i think that just to give a context of the spirit with which jesus the lord jesus christ was 
speaking here and how it is different from the old covenant and you know the way in which things were being done before so he says you have heard that it has been said an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth but i say unto you that you not you do not resist evil but whosoever shall smite you or hit you on your right cheek turn to him the other also and if any man will sue you at the law and take away your coats let him have your cloak also and whosoever shall compel thee to go a mile go with him two miles give to him that asks of you and from him that will borrow of you don't turn him away you have heard that it has been said you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy but i say unto you love your enemies bless them that curse you do good to them that hate you and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you that you may be the children of your father which is in heaven for he makes his son to rise on the evil and on the good and sends rain on the just and on the unjust for if you love them which love you what reward have you do not even the sinners do the same thing and if you 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 salute your brethren only what what are you doing more than any other person do not even the sinners do that as well be ye therefore perfect even as your father which is in heaven is perfect now these are you know it, it just pains my heart because these are things that jesus preached this is christianity in its purest and most simple form this is this is it this is the christ standard an eye for an eye a tooth for a tooth love your neighbor hate your enemy is not of christ that's the old testament way and unfortunately we have now taken over the eye for an eye tooth for a tooth that's what we believe as christians now that's what we're doing and this is fundamental christianity here fundamental christianity he says love your enemies bless them that curse you do good to them that hate you pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you which does about which just about covers everybody you know you can imagine that is on that very very negative side of the spectrum and he says god you know that we have to be like our father because god actually makes the sun rise on the evil and on the good and he sends rain on the just and on the unjust and in fact that verse 45 is something that people like me i have agonized on because sometimes i wish god would withhold the rain on the unjust and the wicked sometimes you know but but he doesn't do that he doesn't do that he shows his mercy to all until when the, his judgment comes finally but he, he he's gracious to all so um i'll just read so i've read matthew 5 which is jesus talking about love your enemies bless them that curse you do good to them that hate you and pray for them which despitefully use you i've also read john 13 where jesus says by this shall everyone know that you are my disciples so we see that love is really a big thing and like i said there are so many scriptures i just can't read all of them right now but i don't want to read um first corinthians 13 where paul had a long triatrice about um love and what i like about this chapter that i'm going to read which is what gives me the title love never fails that's where i get it from verse 8 that i get the title for this uh, music what i like about this is is he talks about love in a context of the many things that one can do that you call religious righteous and godly works and he prioritizes it and shows us how much higher love is than all of those things and it's important again this is first principles christianity back to the basics because i think many of us again again it almost seems like we've gone into old testament practice because there seems to be more effort now or more focus now on doing this some of the things that he's 
or we have let me put it this way we now weigh some of those works those other things as being of greater value um spiritual value than actually working in love but that is not biblical principle biblical principle says that jesus christ gave unto us a new commandment that new commandment is that we should love one another that new commandment is that we should love our enemies that new commandment is that we should be perfect like our father in heaven is perfect and that it it is love that will differentiate us from sinners and publicans because even sinners show love to people who love them and they show mercy to those who who, who give them mercy but that christians can only differentiate themselves when they show when they love their enemies when they bless them those people that curse them and when they pray for them when they do good to 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 those that hate them and they 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 pray for those that despitefully despitefully use them and persecute them that is the only way christians can differentiate themselves because every other thing that we do unbelievers do it as well that is what jesus said and he says that if i hate my if my fellow human being then i cannot be i cannot be said to love god and that if I say I love God and I hate a fellow human being, then I'm a liar, I'm a hypocrite. And what that means is that when I come before God, God will deny, I mean, he, 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 he won't see me as one of his own. There's another scripture that talks about God is love, but I, I think that one needs to be separate musing on his own. So let me just read First Corinthians 13. It says, if I speak in the tongues of men or angels, but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and I can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have faith that can move mountains, but I do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast, but I do not have love, I gain nothing. That's in the eyes of God, spiritual prophets, nothing. Love is patient, love is kind. Love does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud, it does not dishonor other people. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongdoings. It does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects. It always trusts. It always hopes. It always perseveres. Love never fails. But where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when completeness comes, what is in part disappears. When I was a child, I talked like a child, I thought like a child, I reasoned like a child. But when I became a man, I put away, put the ways of childhood behind me. For now we see only a we see only a reflection as in a mirror. Then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part, but then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. And now these three remain faith hope and love but the greatest of these is love isn't it funny in fact every time i read the epistles of the apostles and i read um, the gospels things that jesus said and the things that paul and the rest of the apostles say it's like i'm reading it's like i'm i'm reading a scripture that was written for people living in heaven because what christians on earth right now we're, we're not doing anything close to any of these things it's almost like we have accepted that those doctrines were for the early church and that the modern day life requires a different set of rules 
because we are certainly not following this biblical step. We're not even attempting because, you know, again, these are not things you aspire to overnight. You can't just press a button, you know, plug and play and, you know, miraculously you become this marvelous person walking in love. No, it doesn't happen that way. You have to learn. You have to grow in it. You have to practice it, you know, stir it up in you. The Bible says building up ourselves in the most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. You know, the love of God is shed in our, abroad in our heart by the Holy Spirit. So it requires a journey of faith, of love, of righteousness, of holiness, of fellowship with God to grow in love, just like we grow in faith, we grow in hope. It's a journey. But we're not even, we haven't, we're not, many of us are not even on the journey. We don't even know that we're supposed to be on the journey. It says here that love is not self-seeking. And a lot of what we see right now, a lot of what we are doing is self-seeking. That's all. It's self-seeking. Self-seeking. So honestly, uh, I, I don't know. This is because for me, you know what? And I guess my frustration with all of this is that I don't like religion. I've never been that kind of person who likes religion. I'm like, I mean, the, following Christ is is such a it's such a journey of self-denial and discipline that. I want to, I need to be able to do it right because otherwise let me cuckoo, let me just go and do the world's way. You know what I'm saying? Let me just please myself and live anyhow, riotously and, and just like you know, like you know, you only live once and just do whatever. But the reason why I am a Christian, at least let me speak for myself on this, is because I have realized that the world is ugly and it's evil, it has evil in it. And I was looking for meaning in my life, for something that was good, dependable, and righteous. And I met Christ. And he was the epitome for me of what is right, what is holy, what is kind. And I hate the evil in the world. I do not want to be associated with it. So I... That made me come to Christ. The yearnings of my soul made me come to Christ. The safety that he provides is what has drawn me to him. And I prefer him because he's reliable, he is the truth, and he does not deceive, he doesn't manipulate, and he understands me. I do recognize that in my body, sometimes my body wants and my flesh wants to do things that you know the Lord may not want me to do. That's a journey that I'm on. And I will continue to work with it. I will continue to, you know, that that's something we will continue to work on. But it doesn't change the fact that I have seen, you know, both sides, I, you know, and I have made a conscious decision that no, 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 no. This side, there's something you guys are really twisted on this side, you know, of things. You're twisted. I, I don't like you. It's true. You, 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 there's some things that you have, you know, like money, like, you know, sensual pleasures that are pleasing to my natural body and my body because i've you know yes i do recognize that but the the intangible things that you 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 also have the corruption of spirit of soul and of body the damage that you inflict upon the lives of men you know the wickedness and the cruelty the selfishness the manipulation the the havoc that you play with the lives of people i don't want any of that so if it's a package that comes together it cannot be unbundled please keep your package plus the sensual pleasures and the evil just keep it let me stay with these other people here you know who yes 
do not offer self sexual pleasures do not allow me to please myself you know they offer a different kind of satisfaction a different kind of way of life a different kind of value proposition but i think i prefer these guys here because these guys are you know they are they are concerned about the greater good the collective good and the inner good of man and i think in terms of eternal lifetime and um, beyond sustainability i think this is a better and a sustainable path and much better i think these guys are fundamentally good compared to you guys that happen to be fundamentally evil <laughs> you know what i'm saying i have made that comparison and that's why i follow christ so it's important for me to follow him in the spirit in spirit and in letter not just in letter or you know in i am not here to do cunningly devised fables christianity i am not here to, to have a form of godliness denying the power thereof. I am not here to skim the surface. I am not here to pretend to be a Christian. I want to be a true worshipper in spirit and in truth. Because otherwise, let me cross to the other side. Sorry, I'm speaking Nigerian English. Let me cross to the other side. So, I thank the Lord that he brought me on this journey of self-reflection and back to first principles love never fails where it says prophecies all of the things that we magnify it says signs and wonders whatever it is you have great faith you are doing mighty works it says all of that without love is nothing in the eyes of god it says out of these three faith hope and love the greatest of which is love never ever hear the apostles talking about money talking about materialism their needs are just what they are their natural needs are needs that they just require to get things themselves going they are not they were not in it to acquire property they were not in it to acquire things i mean i i I wish i could live like that and i pray that the lord will enable me to to get to that place where Nothing else matters. But God, faith, hope, and love. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, the Bible says the love of God is shared abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. And um, this love that we're talking about is not something that we can make ourselves do. But it's about stirring it up in us by the Holy Spirit and giving in to the influence of the Holy Spirit in our lives rather than giving in to the natural man and his way of doing things. And what I like about the Bible is that he calls out those behaviors. All of these descriptions that they're giving, it's so that we can recognize and do a self-assessment and know when we are straying away from the love of God and when we're moving towards, you know, the eye for an eye or tooth for a tooth way of doing things. And um, so that we can check ourselves. I think that's just it. And the Holy Spirit will show us how to show that love. If, if, if Paul, who used to go about, or Saul then, you know, killing Christians, could then be taught of God how to become a believer who became the forerunner of preaching to the Gentiles, then it shows that the Holy Spirit can change lives and can teach us how to become lovers 
of God more than lovers of self and lovers of the brethren and lovers of our fellow man. It's the Holy Spirit that can enable us and empower us to do it. But we have to be willing to make that change, just like Paul was willing to make that transition from Saul to Paul. You know, so it's a journey. Uh, nobody attains it overnight, but the willingness to do it, the willingness to recognize that we need to allow God to change us and to submit to His leading his his counsel and his guidance to change the way in which we look at things we feel about people we respond to them we treat them you know we show them you know whatever the work the world is really lacking love and kindness we're, we're lacking kindness in everything politically economically socially culturally that's what we're lacking and i recognize that it's not in some societies maybe better than in others in my home country nigeria it's really really lacking there is still basic human kindness that happens at a day-to-day level in local communities and we see that in fact many times it's from people who don't even have much in their in terms of financially they're the normal people that human kindness you know people who stop on the road to help people who are accident victims you know we still see that a lot but most of the time it's not necessarily from the people that you would expect who have you know who have a lot to offer so you don't need to be rich to be kind kindness is something that every one of us can be and you know regardless of the circumstances that we're in as long as we're alive and we have breath and we're conscious you know we can be kind we can show love we can be kind. It could be a smile. It could be just not, you know, just purging our hearts of, of hate and envy and strife. There's so much, as you can see, I'm, I'm, I've run out of time, but there's so much that can be said on all of this. But I just want to leave you with these words and say that love never fails. And the Bible says that anyone that loves God and knows God will walk in love. And, you know, there's that scripture that says, Beloved, let us love one another for love is of God. And anyone that loves God, that knows God, Everyone that loves God knows, uh, walks in love. There's even that does not walk in love, does not know God. So, beloved, let us love one another. Love is not a suggestion. It is not optional. It is a mandate from God. And Jesus says that by this shall all men know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Love for our fellow human beings is not optional. It is not a suggestion. It is mandatory. God is love. God kind of love is what we have through Christ in the name of Jesus and by the power of the Holy Spirit. We need to yield to that love. I need to yield to that nature because it is that nature that separates me from hell. It is that nature that separates me from evil. It is that nature that separates me from all that is anti-Christ and anti-God. God can only show himself through me in